0: Welcome to the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We're located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll-free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson continues the 60th year Diamond Jubilee series with the message titled The Way Home.
1: The Bible says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The Bible says and when my enemy and my foe yes. come upon me oh, yeah. to eat up my flesh they will stumble you, and for if it had not been uh, for the lord that was on whew, our side look at someone and say safe Those of you that are concerned about your children going back to school, look at someone and say, safe. Those of you that are concerned about the enemy coming up against you, say, safe. Listen, mother, I told the eight o'clock congregation, eight o'clock worship service, that my father, Bishop Jackson, preached the message A long time ago that I have never forgotten, the message was entitled, Saved and Safe. (laughs) Now, if you're saved and safe, what are you worried about? And all things work together for good for those that love the Lord, those who are called according to his purpose. Look at someone and say, I'm saved and I'm safe. Eternal Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Thank you for reminding us every time the enemy came up against us they stumbled and fell. When the enemy came in like a flood, whoo, you lifted up a standard <laughs> against our enemies. Thank you for saving us and keeping us safe. Lord, thank you. I, I, I pronounce, I declare as we prepare to start a new school year, That our children are safe. Our schools are safe. Our educators are safe. Because we're in your arms. Now let the words of our mouth, the meditations of our heart, be acceptable in your sight. You are our strength and our redeemer. It is in your name we pray and give thanks and enable' the worshipers come on and worship with us for just a moment everybody come on lift
2: those hands. He shall. He shall.
1: hands. Give God your best hand of praise. Uh, Thank you team. Would you celebrate our worship and arts ministry? Thank you. Thank you for reminding us. Remember the words of Bishop Jackson, saved and safe. (laughs) And if you're saved, you're safe. (laughs) Amen. And we say thank you Lord for that. I too want to join in and Say thank you to the Ford family for joining us this morning. Thank you, Joshua, and thank you, family members, uh, for being here with us in this 11 o'clock worship service. There is a word from the Lord this morning. At the beginning of this year, we established as our theme, consecrate, elevate, and celebrate. We said at the beginning of this year that throughout this year, We would ask God to consecrate us, to elevate us, and we will celebrate what God has done. Not what we have done by ourselves, but what we have been able to do by the help of God and what God has done. Beginning in March, first Sunday in March, we, after two months of consecration, began a year-long series. We said to you in March, series will go throughout this year. It is called the Diamond Jubilee Series. And in this series, God has asked, God instructed me to go and choose some of the most iconic references in the Bible and include in this series. Get some of the more noted, some of the more famous, I would say, or more read uh, passages of Holy Scripture. Because years from now, what I've learned is that nothing we do is just for today. Years from now, when they look back and says, what did they do during the 60th year? We celebrated God. Eh? We worshiped together. And we, we celebrated the Word of God. Anyone in here loves God's Word? One of those iconic references of scripture is our text for today's message. Luke chapter 15, verses 17 through verse 20, the New Living Translation. We are speaking of this morning, this day, the parable of the prodigal son. Because here's what God says. Sometimes elevation is not just God elevating you. Sometimes elevation is you getting up out of the mess that you're in. And and elevating yourself so that God can use. You look at somebody and it says, time to get up. Amen. That's what the text deals with. This morning, listen to verse 17. When he, referring to the prodigal son, finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, somebody please help me say, Home, home, home. Even hired servants have enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home. Somebody say, Home, home. To my father, say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home. Somebody say home. Home. To his father. And while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And the church that loves God's word said amen. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from this subject during this Diamond Jubilee year, during this Diamond Jubilee series. I want to speak to you from this subject. The way home. Do me a favor before you sit down, turn to someone and say, There is a way home. Clap those hands as you take your seat. The way home. The way home. Perhaps we all have heard the expression that you can always come home how many of you heard that you can always come home and when we speak of home we're not just talking about some literal place you were raised talking about our relationship with God talking about a place where God not only saved us but he protected us and he provided from us, for us. Look, I I am sure that at some point in most of our lives, we have found ourselves on a quest to return to that place we call home. Perhaps both literally and spiritually. How many of you had at some point in your life Said, Lord, I need to come home. (laughs) I need to get right with you. Y'all ain't that holy. Come on. (laughs) We all have perhaps been there. Listen to what one of my favorite literary icons said. That is the 20th century American poet by the name of Robert Frost. Robert Frost said, and I'm quoting, Home is the place where when you have to go there, they have to take you in. (laughs) I think that's what I told my mom and dad about 30, 40 years ago or more. Home is the place that whenever I show up, it doesn't matter what time. You got to open the door (laughs) and take me. And some of y'all are witnesses to this. Listen, home should be a safe, should be a comfortable, enjoyable place to live, to laugh, to learn. Oftentimes, we don't even realize just how wonderful things were at home until we end up somewhere else. And the church said, amen. Sometimes you don't know how good home was until you end up someplace else. Yes, help me preach this and say to someone, there is no place like home. Listen, there is a, another very familiar expression that says home is where the heart is. I like that, but I, I took the liberty of editing that a little bit. And I came up with this edit reversion of this expression. Home is where the heart belongs. Because sometimes the heart drifts away. <laughs> Amen. And the heart thinks that there are better places out there for me than home. Home is where the heart belongs. Oftentimes, the places where we end up when we leave home, talking literally now, are nothing, and perhaps even spiritually, they are nothing like we thought they would be. There are some witnesses. Amen. Amen. In fact, often these places that we leave home to go to prove to be more of a liability than an asset to our success. Some of you are a lot worse off because you left home too early. Or listen to this, you left the wrong way. I'm going to let that settle in. Even those church hoppers and folk who go, there's a right way. Am I right, other Sarah, to do things? Look, you you are at liberty to do whatever you want, to go wherever you want, but there is a right way. That's the way I was raised, Deacon Moore, by the spiritual leaders uh, who nurtured me in this Christian walk. There's a right way to do thing. In fact, when we get there, we find out that it may not be what we thought it was. Somebody say preach Pastor Jackson. <laughs> the truth is, can I say this to you? The grass is not always greener on the other side. And I want you to help me preach to somebody. And look at somebody and say, Sometimes we discover that it's not even real grass. I'm preaching to someone now. There are a whole lot of places that look like grass that's artificial, fake. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. Look to be real, but fake. I slipped up a couple of weeks ago. I ain't gonna say that again. Y'all y'all somebody caught it. Some of you already forgot what happened two weeks ago. But there's some fake things that are not really real. There, there there's some there's some turf that looks like grass that is not grass and sometimes it's concrete painted green and you only discover that it's not real when your hard head hits the concrete so be careful where you go be careful who you choose to associate. Whew. Whole lot of fake grass out there. Whole lot of fake folk out there that are not your true friends. We we're living in a digital age and we have made The mistake to think that everybody that befriends you on Facebook is a real friend. Everybody who's in your business is a real friend. But there's some demons that just want to get up in your stuff. The truth is, as it relates to our spiritual relationship. There are those who walk away from their relationship with the Lord, seeking something else, seeking something that they think is more exciting, more fulfilling, more rewarding. I, I, I don't need God. I don't need the church until your head hits the concrete preach Pastor Jackson I, I, I don't really need all of that I, I, can, I, can, I can get my spiritual enlightenment without having an organized body uh, influence me until your head hits the concrete I've yet to hear anybody write to Facebook when they get cancer and say I need prayer You don't write to the founders of Facebook. I've yet to see anybody sick and on their dying bed calls in a fake friend. You need the Lord. Somebody, I need to say something to every young adult under the sound of my voice. You may think you've got it made now, but there will come a time in your life in which you need some prayer warriors around your bed. You need some people that know how to pray for you, that keeps you on their mind. Take the time to pray. You need some hand-wrapping, some hand-clapping, some foot-stomping, blood-pleading folk that know how to plead the blood over your stubborn, rebellious life. (laughs) Somebody help me say the blood still works the blood still works anybody know the blood still works Ooh, feel like preaching you've drifted so far you you are so full of yourself you are so enlightened you you are so much better than your ancestors so much better than your parents and your grandparents that you don't need all of that country stuff that day. Oh, but thank God for country folk who know how to get a prayer through. Thank God to folk that says, I went to the meeting one night and my heart wasn't right but something got a hold of me. Anybody know how to surround? Anyone in there ever had somebody pray you through? A situation Listen, listen, here's the good news. The good news is that redemption and restoration are always available. Look at somebody and say, yes, there is a way home. I know you've drifted so far, but I'm here to let you know that it doesn't matter how far you've gone. There is a way home. Look at the text, if you will. For the next few moments, let us examine what is perhaps one of the greatest examples in the Bible. Someone who, after a very difficult and embarrassing experience, found his way home. Our text, known simply as the parable of the prodigal son, is a story of a young man who, as a result of his own selfish attitude, as a result of his own reckless behavior found himself in a bad situation a long ways from home sometimes it's nobody's fault but yours amen sometimes you can't blame point the finger at anyone listen to the story of this young man having demanded and received his inheritance it, it, it baffles me how anyone can think an inheritance is something you earn. The, the, the basic definition of inheritance is something somebody else gives you. Can I preach? But, but there are some folk that, whose attitudes are so jacked up that they think that it's theirs. This young man had the unmitigated goal To go to his father and demand what was his. I I often said uh, that I'm glad I wasn't the father because perhaps I said, okay, you want yours, go get everything that has your name on it. Everything that you wrote a check for. Go get everything that you paid for, and you're welcome to take that with you. But the father knew this was an opportunity for his son to learn a valuable lesson. Text says, having having received his inheritance, he set off in a, quote, the text says, a distant land. One translation says, a strange land. It was an unfamiliar, dangerous place. Nothing like he had imagined that it would be. He left safety to end up in a dangerous place. There's nothing worse uh, than folk with a little bit of money and even little common sense end up in a bad place. After spending all his father's money, I wouldn't call it his, after spending everything that his father gave him here's the crux of the message he hit rock bottom can I preach to somebody because sometimes arrogance meets rock bottom sometimes your hearty egotistical uh, bougie arrogant spirit will hit rock bottom They say all good things come to an end. Uh, Sometimes it comes to an end sooner than what you expect. And here he is now in a strange land, in a strange place, hitting rock bottom, working for a man in a strange land who sends him in the fields to feed the pigs. A Jewish young man who despised anything uh, that was swine, anything from pigs, found himself in a strange place feeding that which he despised. Can I preach? May I preach? Verse 16 of the text is very, very enlightening. For it said something that I had, I told the church this morning at eight, I confessed that perhaps I've always read verse 16 the wrong way. Uh, But if you look at it from the message Bible, if you look at it from the message Bible, the message Bible puts it in a way uh, that brings it home. And let me paraphrase it and I'll get to it. It says, this young man found himself in the fields feeding pigs and he was so hungry now this is the part that I had not always caught he was so hungry Deacon Lumpkin that he would have eaten this is the part he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop but no one gave him any. He was so bad off that he desired the corn carp in the pig slop. But the people associated with him thought more of the pigs than they thought of him. Somebody shout rock Rock bottom." bottom. That's rock bottom. That's rock bottom when what looks good to you is a meal that the pigs are eating. And those who own the pigs would not even share the slop from the pigs with you. The message Bible said, but no one gave him any but look at verse 17 according to verse 17 this young man finally came to his senses that's what happens when you knock your head on concrete long enough (laughs) you would come to your senses he finally realized something he realized it said he said at home somebody say home This young man said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am, the New Living Translation says, dying of hunger. The the farmhands that work for my father are better off than I am. Here I am in this strange place, dying. Of hunger look at what it says now the whole process of redemption begins in verse 20 look at verse 20 it says so he returned to his father and while he was still a long ways off his father saw him coming look at somebody and say he sees you coming how many of you know that God sees your down settings and your uprisings There's nothing you have done that does not escape God's providential will and God's provision. God saw him coming a long ways off. God sees you coming even before anybody else sees you. Look at somebody and say, God sees you. you. Father filled with love and compassion runs to his son, embrace him and kiss him. The son says to his father he begins the conversation that his father would not even allow him to finish he said father I've sinned against you and heaven I'm not worthy to be your son but the father did not even want to entertain that because the father had already forgiven him even before he showed up who am I preaching to can I preach to somebody and say it is already done God has already forgiven you even before you decide to come home he knows your thoughts even before you thank them God knows what you're going to do even before you make plans to do them somebody ought to take just 10 seconds to give God your best praise ah. look at somebody and say he sees you coming look at somebody and say he sees you coming God see you coming can I speak into your life? Some of you got young people that you are praying for. The good news is that God already see them on their way
2: back to
1: the altar. Woo. May I preach? Can I preach? Not only did the father see him. But the father forgave him and restored him back to his previous position in their family. The father says, go get clothes and put it on his back. Put shoes on his feet. But perhaps the most significant item the father gave him, he says, go get the family's ring. Deacon Lumpkin, not any ordinary ring but go get the family's ring because I want everybody in the neighborhood to know that my son is not only back but he has been restored somebody ought to give God your best praise for restoration Marvin Winan Marvin Weiner, Pastor Marvin Weiner said restoration has finally come. I've been restored back to my place with God. Y'all got 10 seconds, maybe 20 seconds to give God a restoration praise. Anybody glad that God restored you? God restored you. Lord I thank you, Lord I thank you, Lord I, Lord I, Lord I, maybe some of you have never been restored but I want to lift my hands and say if it had not been for the Lord I would have been destroyed somebody help me give God your best at somebody and say I'm back? I'm back. I'm back. I am back. I am. I don't care what you think about me. As long as God be for me. Oh. Where are my praises? Where are my praises? Anybody got a praise? Anybody? Want Praise him. Somebody ought to praise him. I'm back. I'm back. Turn around and wave at
2: somebody. Say, I'm back.
1: Here's what the Father said. Father said, I don't don't care what anybody else thinks. This son of mine was dead and now he's returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that God accepted me back. Won't he accept you back? Want to take you back. In fact, someone ought to give God your best hand of praise for accepting you back. Listen, there are three key vital insights as it relates to this message. And I purposely wanted to slow this down because I don't want you to miss these three insights. We will go even in depth more so than normal with these insights. Three key insights from this inspiring parable of the prodigal son that we all should take note of. Insight number one as we put on the board is this. The prodigal son's testimony is an encouragement to all of us who've made mistakes at some point in our lives. And we have found ourselves a long ways from home. But here's the part that I don't want anybody to miss. I want you to take off your hat of judgment and look at someone and say, it could happen to anyone. Y'all stop judging other folk. Uh, it, it it could happen to anyone. That's why God said to me, Deacon Kennedy, put this message in this series, because somebody needs to know that you're not the only one who fell off the wagon. You're not the only one who hit your head on concrete. You're not the only one who found yourself stuck in a pig pen. This testimony is for all who know that God is able to restore and redeem. Anybody glad you've been redeemed? (laughs) Mac, we, Dick and Lumpkin, you'd appreciate this. I told them this morning, and they, the old folk used to sing a song a long time ago. I was a little boy in the little church, and I forget who sang it. Mac would probably know. It went like this There's a song in my heart that the angels could not sing. I think Sister Betty, Mother Betty King used to sing that. There's a song in my heart that the angels cannot sing. I've been redeemed. How many of you are glad that God has redeemed you? You've got 30 seconds to give God your best praise. There's a song the angels cannot sing. Wave at somebody and say, I've been redeemed. I'm not what I used to be. I don't look like what I've been through. Somebody's glad that God redeemed you. God has made a way. God come on by the way come on somebody lift those hands and tell the Lord Lord I thank you y'all excuse me I just thought about my own story and God kept making a way The second key insight in this message is so important. Let me share this with you. There is a process. As it relates to this prodigal son, there was a process involved in him finding his way home. That process consists of three things that I need you to take note of. You need to share this with any and everybody that you share the goodness of the Lord with. Number one, he acknowledged how he ended up where he did. If you're still faking it on how you ended up there, you'll never get out of there. Only way you can get out of there, you've got to tell the truth of how you ended up there. Can I preach to somebody that says, it's me, oh Lord, standing in church folk didn't get you there. Family members did not get you there. You didn't end up where you are. The devil is a liar. Well, if I had a better daddy, I would have ended up better. The devil is a liar. You've got one father called Abba Father that's greater than any natural daddy anybody can have. Stop making excuses. He acknowledged how he ended up where he did. Second part of the process in the second insight in this message simply says this. He left the pig pen and began the journey back home. But I want to stay on that first part for just just a second. Look at someone and say he left the pig pen. (laughs) Look at somebody and say he left the pig pen. And you know what? He did not go back Some of you run to the altar on Sundays only to temporarily leave the pig pen. And then you head right back to the place of slop, place that God says you do not belong. Tell somebody he left the pig pen and he didn't go back. Ooh, preach to somebody, Pastor Jackson. Speak to somebody right now. It's hard, Pastor. What am I going to do? You going to pay my mortgage? No, but God will. Because the earth is the Lord's, the food is thereof. Leave the pig pen and don't go back. Restoration starts with an acknowledgement of how you ended up where you are and then you've got to leave the mess that you found yourself in and you can't go back next part of the process of redemption is he asks his father for forgiveness you don't need to ask the church you you, you don't need to ask the brothers and the sisters you need to go to God and say father I stretch my hand to thee How many of you know that you owe God an explanation? You don't owe me one. I'm your pastor, I'm not your God. I don't need an explanation. You don't owe me an explanation. When you come back, you don't owe an explanation to anybody. Get right with God. Somebody said to me, Pastor, I want to come back to church but I need to explain to you what happened. No, you don't. I don't need an explanation. If it's right between you and God, everything will be all right. Stand to your feet for the third and the final insight. Here's the third and final insight. When the prodigal son found his way home, he was joyfully welcomed back and he was fully restored. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> somebody lift your hands and I'm hearing God say I will restore unto you the years the months, the weeks that the enemy had taken away from your relationship with me. Somebody God is speaking to you right now and God says if you come back you halfway and I'll bless you like I never blessed you before leave your seat somebody that God is speaking and if you're not ashamed to walk down that aisle and stand at this altar God says I'll take you back at all of these young people at the altar. Look at others. Come on. Come on. God. God is calling you right now. Some of you that are watching virtually. Get off your feet. Lift your hands and say Lord hear
2: mine.
1: There is a at God look at God the father is waiting the father is waiting Woo. this is my son the message Bible said and we thought he was dead but now he is alive we considered him lost but now he's found. The New Living Translation says, and the party began. Message Bible says, and the celebration began. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. Because someone, even if it's one person, to say, Here, my Lord, I'm coming home. Ooh, how many of you know God's grace? God's mercy, God's loving kindness is calling you back. Donna McClurkin wrote this song, which is one of my favorite. In fact, we, we, we shared this song three or four weeks ago. It's called Great Is Thy Mercy. I want you to know something. I don't care about what church folks say about you. You don't have to answer to them. You owe no one In this church, an explanation. No one, when it's right with you and God, everything is going to be all right. Great is your mercy towards me, your loving kindness towards me, your tender mercies I see day after day, forever faithful. towards me. Always somebody say always Always. providing for me. (laughs) Do me a favor lift those hands and say great Great. is your mercies. Great is your grace. Guess what God is waiting on you right now. Somebody God is standing there waiting on you right now
2: is you. Your uh, me.
1: thank you yeah
2: your love and kindness uh, towards get up me. look
1: at somebody and say get up your
2: come back get up and come back leave
1: the pig pen leave it those hands everybody come on join in with the team great
2: God wants you back the father
1: wants you back I see
2: you day after day
1: litho's hands verse 24 father declared to everyone that would listen this son of mine was considered to have been dead but now he has returned to life we considered him the message Bible says lost but now he's found. Some of you have been through something. Some of you found yourselves in a strange place. You drifted away from God. You knew there was a calling on your life to do something for God. You knew that God was calling you to walk in godliness. God was calling you to live upright, To do all you can not be perfect none of us are perfect but the process starts with acknowledging how you ended up where you are and after you've acknowledged Lord I did this to myself you must leave the pig pen he had to get up he had to leave and when he left the pig pen, he discovered that his father had been waiting on him and looking for him all along. Ooh-ha. Close those eyes. Someone here right now. I don't know your story. I don't know where you are. I don't know how you ended up, where you did, but I know this restoration. Is available. Redemption is awaiting you right now. God says I will restore you. I will redeem you. I will forgive you. Ooh. And it really doesn't matter what anybody else says. God is about to turn your situation around right now. But you cannot be ashamed To say to the Lord I need you God So here it is After this prayer After this prayer Someone under the sound of my voice Whoever you are Whatever your situation may be If God is calling you To get up and leave A situation and return Unto him you have to be Bold enough to say here I am Pastor Jackson Here I am with all my faults, with all of my shortcomings, here I am. Don't see here's the mistake we make. We think that we have to straighten up before we come back. God says, come back and I'll straighten you up. Ooh. <laughs> Close those eyes right now. One more time, Breathe. One more time, T.
2: Uh, I see uh, day after day do
1: it, Lord. Somebody, somebody, somebody is about to leave the pig pen
2: right now. Uh, me. You're always providing, uh, providing for me.
1: Greatest. Eternal Father, we thank you, we bless you. Thank you for this iconic reference of Holy Scripture. Thank you for Luke 15. Thank you for the parable of the prodigal son. Thank you for reminding us that there is always a way home. Ooh. And it doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter what others think of us. Someone under the sound of my voice feel your spirit right now. You are challenging someone to make your way home. Home is not where other people can accept you, but home is where the Father is waiting on you. Thank you Lord. You are our Father and you are waiting on us right now. And we say thank you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody that know it is so said amen.
0: You've been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off I-77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We're also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m., and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us to place your order for CD or DVD of today's sermon entitled The Way Home please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference Sermon Number 080623. Again, the number is 803-776-1238. Sermon Number 080623. August is Children and Youth Month at Bible Way. This month's theme is Good Vibes Only. Join us for a month of events as we celebrate our youth in Christ. Tuesday, August 15th, 7 p.m., Join us at Bible Way for a special midweek service with Minister David Johnson of Progressive Church of Our Lord Jesus Christ. Bring your family and friends here on Tuesday, August 15th at 7 p.m. Children and Youth Choir Rehearsal will be held on Saturday, August 19th, 12 noon until 2 p.m. in the Sanctuary. Parents, please share the gift of singing on the choir with your children. For a complete list of rehearsal dates, please visit bwcar.org. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website, bwcar.org. Or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to 73256. That's 732-56. You may also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, two nine two nine zero. Please don't mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 noon until 6 p.m. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.